Well, here we are again for another episode of Ask Your Mama, Mama. and Your Daddy. <laughs> so it's a special. Well, somebody else's. Someone else's mom, mom and, and dad. <laughs> Ask, oh, yeah, it ain't your mama. Which is, it, well, it might be because it turns out he's listening. <laughs> it's all a matter of, yes, it's all a matter of what you really think or. I'm not going to keep going with this thing. Listening. Who's listening? What's well, a special episode? It's going to be an Easter episode because when you hear this, it'll be Good Friday. <laughs> and we will be doing stuff on Good Friday that does not include sitting down and talking to you. Um, so <laughs> we'll be engaged in other things. But we're going to talk a little bit about Easter. We have a question for the day is, what is Easter? That sounds like a very rudimentary question to some degree. but Or what is Easter in the Passover? Or what does it mean to you? I think we're just, we're going to discuss. Or how should you celebrate it? That's what I think the kids would ask. You think the kids would ask that? Yeah, we don't know because they don't ever ask us questions angles. anymore. But well, yeah. because they already know how we might, so, but they would ask. I think they would. What is Easter? How should you celebrate? You're right. I think how should you celebrate Easter? So right now, whatever I just said, just erase all that content, and I'm not going to do that. We'll just start. Oh, I know it's silly. I'm no, silly. That's fine. Well, you're dressed more for Easter anyway. You have on a purple regalia, which makes you look very royal. I'm wearing just blue. It's a Blue's not an unroyal color. Is, what is blue? Is it got? I just royal blue, blue, blue just, is what is a I'm wearing. I'm wearing it matches my glasses and my watch blue. And so that's how it goes. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's just get started with simple stuff. You know, what's your favorite memory as a child of Easter? Tell me a little bit. Tell us all a little bit about Mine. what was important to you as a child as Easter and your well, first, first memory. All, Would you give me your yeah. first memory? No, but I mean, memories. I don't know. Memory? Not, what is that? Not before maybe five or seven or maybe ten. I don't know, but... I will tell you, I have very special memories of um, Easter weekend, but I also will tell you that I hate the word Easter. <laughs> so yeah, so I'd said. rather, and I tried to bring it up to kids, because I know that just Easter itself is mostly based on the equinox of the spring and all that. And so it, the, the term Easter came from a pagan root. I love Resurrection Day. And that's more conducive to what I would want to celebrate rather than yeah. some sort of spring, look, new life. Because even though Jesus brought us new life, it seems as if the world kind of celebrates that separate from him. So anyway, um, my but I will say what my, of course, I love Sundays. And Period. I, yes, yeah, every, every Sunday is Easter Sunday. To me, well, what I was going to say was that tradition supposedly came from the resurrection being on the first day of the week versus worship uh, in the synagogue as known as the Sabbath, which was a rest day or whatever was, was supposed to be at the end of the week, right? So I think from my, what I understand about Christian tradition is it changed when the resurrection, after the resurrection and um probably after Jesus' ascension and, and the disciples would want to celebrate that, the Christians, at least further down in the centuries, decided that was more of the celebration and more important to honor that day. And then, of course, the restful Sabbath is something God gives us, but he also says that's found in Jesus. So that's some of the teaching there kind of gets all um, wrapped up into who Jesus is. But anyway, so <laughs> so for me, Sundays are kind of a reoccurring resurrection day if right, I can approach right. it that way, you know, or if I can think about it. Anyway, I just know that this season is probably the height of the Christian year because there's Christmas. Christmas is special. It's got its... Um, center in love and the giving of love and the coming down literally from heaven of love. But the Easter season, quote unquote, the resurrection is what Christians are all about. We are, quote, religion, our belief system would not be anything if we didn't have the resurrection because 
we would have a, a dead savior just like all the other ones. <laughs> but we don't have a dead savior. We have a resurrected yeah. one. We didn't manufacture Jesus. Jesus came, walked, and I think I think that's important. I it, it's just for a side note for anyone out there that might listen that doesn't understand. Easter is um, the word that's used because. As in a lot of um, things, it was a pagan word, right? In in, in its initial things, and I can't. I, I looked yeah. it up a minute ago, and the, some oh, goddess was worshipped. Not yeah. hanging, I mean, look real quick and see if it's still out. Yeah, anyway. it's a it's a like a um, a goddess of fertility kind of. Yeah, thing, pre right? pre Christian goddess in England, Estere, who was celebrated the beginning of spring. So uh, just like a lot mm -hmm. of pagan rituals, and then they these things all went to. Um, uh, celebrate seasons a lot of times yeah, worship generally was rooted around seasons because they were uh, worship was you know this what is what is it that brings life it and was this, the natural farms they, there was a, a worship of nature mm -hmm. and the apostle paul even writes in romans one that it's ignorant to think that there's no such thing as a god because nature even testifies to the fact that there's something glorious and the fact that human beings have created worship imagery around natural phenomenon right. is an indicator <laughs> and proof that humans have always believed that there's something associated with that great exactness. Even science, the further science goes, it's more, if you're willing to see science as it is, it's more awe-inspiring and less um, atheistic than some people would like to make it out to be. And so anyway, yeah, um, exactly. the church <clears throat> was made an effort in early its early days, as I understand, to... Yeah, at least um, in the early centuries, right? Of, to evangelize of terminology. AD Is that a good way to put it? To evangelize terminology mm -hmm. and, and use the terms that were there. So I, I think for me, I, I think that's a great concept. So I don't want to throw that out the door, but I do agree with you that I don't like the term Easter now because it, now what's happened is commercialism has evangelized exactly, the concept. Exactly, that's what I mean. And so, yeah, now we're talking about bunny rabbits and eggs. We've gone all the way back around <laughs> to nature stuff, yeah. and we've blended it in there. Well, and, and so many these days, that's all they think of. And yeah, in fact, we missed the, the church, point. Yeah, the church trying to encompass some of that, I understand it, but I've always struggled with it, because I don't think there's a reason for us to not necessarily concentrate on anything in the way the world does. We can bring that in if, if we are legitimately trying to have a, quote, seeker-sensitive understanding of, well, come on over here, we'll do whatever you like to do, but we'll, we'll explain it to you. Because, I mean, the egg, we've, we've heard of it representing the um, trinity, because it can be, you know, the shell, the white, and the yolk, all one egg, but... Um, still each separate specific parts. We've understood that kind of representing God, um, God the Son, or God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But so those, and then of course new life comes from God. So we can encompass those ideas. The problem is when it gets associated with the egg hunt, which I think also, if you looked it up, is a specific um, tradition. But yeah, to tradition. me, it's a deviation of the original tradition, which I'll talk about in a little while because I, I want to talk about the Passover really, really time, excitedly because yeah. I love it. But anyway, some of the rest of that is um, is the church trying to, or, or my understanding of it, trying to incorporate some of those things and bring them all into one. And I, I don't like that. I, I feel like I'm kind of a, a nonconformist. I like coming over here and let's do our thing and let's kind of try to. I've never... Um, dyed eggs with my okay. kids because I've never understood that. I was going to say, let's just, let's just do it. For those people so, who are comic book fans, when a movie comes out and it takes a lot of liberties with the comic books, purists really yeah, get ticked. I was say, you're, <laughs> you are a Resurrection Day purist. purist. Yeah, okay. So let's yeah. go on. You asked me about and traditions. And I, I appreciate that. So when I was growing up, my mom did do some of that with us. I remember a couple of times dying eggs. 
it was interesting, but I never saw the point. And I, I think it was because my mom honestly wasn't that sold on it. Just like she kind of hates Halloween and never wanted to, us to dress up and stuff. Kind of celebrating evil is how she saw it. So I grew up kind of with that mentality. Well, Easter having to do with eggs and such, she never got, <laughs> never could put those together. So, but my favorite memory, and which I know because it was her favorite memory or her favorite part of was getting up really early on resurrection day and going to and i don't even remember necessarily any good friday services or monday thursday stuff which is i know in the christian traditions these days are a lot more kind of popular um i don't remember those so in our our tradition it must not have been uh kind of a major thing i remember uh the week before the um pit what is the Palm Sunday? Palm Sunday. We would celebrate yeah. a little bit that that was Jesus's beginning through Jerusalem to the week of pa- um, the Passion Week. Passion what, Week. What yeah. is Passover another word week. for it? Yeah. No, Passion Week. Um, the walk to the cross. Uh, anyway, so we would dwell on that a little bit. I don't remember to, Good Friday uh, services, which our kids for some reason do remember, and we did a few of them. I guess I can. But we got up early, and it was usually just me and my mom. Um, sometimes my little sisters would join in if they were, um, I, if mom was taking them. But most of the time they could just stay in bed because they were so young. I remember it just really when we were little. And my dad um, worked late nights and stuff, so he didn't a lot of times get to join us. But anyway, we would go down to the camp where I grew up, which is one of my very favorite places on the planet. Anyway, Camp Canaan in, um, near Marco, Missouri. And we went up on this chapel on the hill and of course it was before sunrise or you know you get out when it was just the sun was just starting to come up so up on that chapel the sun and the windows all around it it was just this tiny little chapel wood everywhere and you know just this old old little building out in the middle of the woods but it was my favorite of all memories because we would sit in that chapel of course the sun would rise as we were worshiping that was was the dearest thing to me it's just it's brilliant in my mind still that (laughs) that god god was there you know it was just it was just and i was little i mean i I don't even remember last time i'm just listening to you and thinking (laughs) i must have been abused terribly as a child i've (laughs) I've blocked out <laughs> so much. I don't if for you to get choked up about it being what five, um, I don't know, <laughs> or seven. I was, well, I would have done that all through years. So that that was that's still. If you ask my kids, what does mom want to do on Easter Sunday? She'd say they'd say. She wants to do a sunrise or something. She wants to get up before (laughs) Jesus even rose from the dead so she can be there when he comes out of the tomb. (laughs) But I just remember, well, another part of it, and this is kind of the silly part of it. My One of my very favorite breakfasts is um, sausage gravy or gravy and biscuits. That was my grandpa's favorite. And so my mom and I, you know, and our family always had biscuits and gravy. So um, when we were done with that worship, service which again you know one of the favorite old hymns victory in jesus or we would sing these things oh, loud and yeah whatever i'm doing background music and for they you. were exactly Hallelujah. and it was just a plain old piano but another thing i think was i remember brother carl wright who um who was our our uh, associational um director of missions he was the one that was uh, would head that you know and he was just the same as me just so excited to be there and that was that was a joy of his to celebrate yeah. uh, the resurrection early like that, like the apostles would have run to the tomb or Mary and you know, um, 
whatever, and they would have found the the stone rolled away. It was just the exciting. I always think of Sandy Patty's song. Was it a morning like this? You know, it's just it a, a bright, like brilliant. I'll just keep doing the background. Yeah, you're exactly. Was it a morning like this? The Via Dolorosa. Well, that's a that's Friday. That's another. Down that's the, the Via. Okay, you've that's done this good to me. Friday. Stop doing Stop. it. To me. I know. So <laughs> let me tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> okay, finish the story. So we would get up. The only part that I I remember thinking was so weird every year in Missouri. You have extreme seasons. So. There was a really good winter, so we'd have snow and pretty cold uh, two or three times a year, you know, during the season where we've had at least a good snow. So it was pretty cold. So spring, the temperatures would start to rise, but you have mud everywhere. It was awful because most of the time you had snow melting, you know, off and whatever. So you'd had some warm days, but not very much warm at all. Kind of, I mean, similar to our Washington temperatures, probably not a whole lot different. But I just remember you never knew if Easter was going to be warm or cold. But you always had to get your new gear on. You know, the brand new dress you got that was sleeveless or spaghetti straps with a little shawl or something like that. Right, right. And sandals because it was time to wear sandals. Freeze to death. But whatever, you know. Wearing that little dress and and sandals. That's right. But I just remember loving getting up, going to that chapel, worshiping Jesus going down to eat breakfast, and and all of it is still just such a fresh, beautiful memory to me um, that that's what Resurrection Day is about. It's about anticipating that this is the most exciting day of the entire year because Jesus rose from the dead. He's not dead. You know, and, and yes, every Any other questions? day of the year, yeah. he's not dead. Yeah. But on Resurrection Sunday, it's like an extra just boost of beautiful thoughts and patterns and and uh, remembrance and worship and you know just all that um, again F- Good Friday some churches really kind of have a little bit more of course a, a, a deeper thoughtful type of service and um, a lot of people have good memories of that and I remember one year I don't remember if mom and I did I feel like we did try it one time but we did with our kids those um, cookies you put them in the oven and you don't you you leave the oven closed up until Sunday morning because because they're a, they're an egg thing that when you wrap them up kind of like a fortune cookie, um, they're they're just a whole thing. But on Sunday morning you break them apart and they're empty. It's just kind of cool because they're they're not you don't know yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's what's going to happen. There's teaching and yeah, that. and it's just that I remember that. But I remember that we didn't in our home. I didn't want us to dye eggs. Again, because my favorite memory was of worship. I I could dismiss everything else. It was almost as if we would go to my um, dad's family who weren't quite as, I mean, today they're they're, um, incredible Christians and followers of Jesus. But in that day, that's not what was the emphasis. My grandma, um, Bollinger, loved Jesus with all her heart. But the rest of her family just, you know, they were a typical family. They had some that were believers, some that walked it and lived it, some that kind of struggled, whatever. So I just don't remember that being the emphasis, and that's where we would go to do eggs or hide eggs and stuff. So that wasn't associated with worship to me. And yet, whereas when, and, and we did not do that at our church. Now, these days, a lot of churches have taken that on kind of as the, if you're going to spend time with your family, do it here. We'll do the traditions that you like, whatever. That's, you know, and that's okay. I, I, I guess I struggle with it a little just because I so much want 
families to hone in to teach their children how incredible the story of the um, the rescue, the Passover rescue from Egypt, and then the way that pictures um, paints the picture of Jesus, and the way you you come into understanding the New Testament and how incredibly important it is to celebrate the resurrection. So I think that. Um, uh, I would, if I was telling families, you know, if you're going to do those traditions, that's okay, but make sure that you teach them about the, uh, from a direction of the Bible, <coughs> from an angle on Jesus, that, that you can do, like I said, through some of those traditions you can. We, we well, spread the okay. Easter so, is coming last week for the little boys. Right. I, I think pretty good book about the that. key is you don't make the mistake that, of the culture and lose the sight, lose sight of what you want to tell behind it right um and we, there's a conversation going on in the background just yeah, kind of mute, i just muted my watch <laughs> um the uh the, the the importance of that conversation is uh is that well the importance of it being a good parent in this is to be able to pass on to the children not fun games we play but what do they mean uh, the yeah. the purpose of you know when you look at deuteronomy 6 and um the uh the the the, the purpose of that was to say to these things I have said unto you, write them upon the doorposts of your house, write them, mm -hmm. teach them to your children, saying them as you walk along the way. Teaching them to the children means that there was a lot of traditions and things that the songs that were sung, the, the, um, the games that were played, all of those traditions existed to instill um, the importance of the season, the Passover season, whatever season, whatever festival they were in at the time. The same should be exactly. true now. We use games to teach, but if kids only um, associate colored Easter eggs with colored Easter eggs, hmm. but don't it, you now as an adult know that the egg game was played to teach the lesson that the tomb was empty. As a child, when you're four, you don't get that necessarily. The egg game. Well, no, you know, that was those open. cookies. Okay, cookies, empty cookies. Well, so. speaking of that, though, the, I was referencing a while ago, um, I think where we came up with hiding the egg, do you know what that Jewish tradition is? Mm, we did it in our home. Dreidel. Do you remember? Uh, Ask the hide? kids. Oh, the matzah. Your own kids. Hide the matzah. Um, yes, but also, so they... We're not referencing our no, paintings. No, well, you're talking that. about the hidden... Are you talking about the hidden one? The games, the, the kids would have to go find the matzah. They, that's the whole point of the game of, of hiding okay, the matzah. Okay, well, I'm talking about find the uh, eleven. So I don't know about them hiding a matzah. I think you're right. I think there is a hidden matzah game. Well, but the one that was literally um, in the Jewish tradition um, of even that time, I think, was that they had to clean all of the leaven out of the house. So it became a, a yeah, right. fun game for the children to seek out oh, any okay, of the leaven in saying. the house. So that's different. That's pre-Passover stuff. That's not during the Passover. They would do the... Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'm, well, we're, part of the we're jumping around a little yeah, bit. So oh, okay. No, that's okay. I'm well, just, I was talking ahead. about the um, yeah. We're going to bring in some of the Passover stuff later. So but you were talking about yeah. the eggs. And well, I was just saying the the important the point that I was trying to make was it's important not to um, just play games for game's sake. Right. Just to do things. These these festivals and the traditions surrounding them exist to preserve in the memories. Um, the most precious of things. And it's really, really important to understand, you know, a song that's just written for the sake of a song um, is is not something that stays immortal in, in the world. It, it comes and goes, especially pop music and things like that. We see that. But a song or a verse or a game that's played in order to memorialize, to, to, to cen center and sink into the conscience of an individual something that's important um, is 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 not to be just 
forgotten over time. We, we, we don't want to just play this song because we like the tune. We actually care about the words. We care about the things that are the games that are played and what they mean, the songs that are sung. Yeah, well, you in, know. in <sighs> fact, the, the, even the concept of holidays isn't that from the tradition that God gave the Israelites a feast days that right. they would remember. Absolutely. They would have remembrances. So the they, days we have yeah. of celebration. Holidays comes from holy days. They're, they're yeah. days that are set aside. The word holy, for those of you who don't know, it simply means to set aside for something special. So when the Lord says, remember this day to set it, keep it holy, it's saying set it aside for specific this purpose. Mm-hmm. So when we are worshiping on um, on Sabbath or Sunday, um, the reason the Americans have weekends is because we honor uh, multiple Judeo-Christian faith. Yeah. So you have the, the weekend Saturday is set apart is to set aside for people to renew their understanding of who God is. It's not a camping trip, although camping <laughs> trips are nice. Um, but And we do use them for that. And i we use them for that. But the point of the matter is we know that the reason we have those holidays, we have those holy days, is because of the what they represent. They represent that, that we, um, and the reason we get together, we worship no matter what on so Sundays said, because we celebrate that. like the that. weekend is kind of also a holiday? Is that what you Yeah, it's a that? holiday. The weekend is a, is a weekly occurrence and, and celebration of the fact that God made the heavens and the earth and told us to rest. And, and, the, sev- Sabbath, and the holy day, and then that's the Sabbath, Saturday, right? right? Sabbath is, and is that. And then on Sunday is the resurrection. And so the, Christian, the Christian added to the shortened the week, the work week, by adding that day to celebrate Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's that's the thing that's important. Now, high holy days are what we're talking about when we talk about Easter and when we talk about uh, Christmas. Those are, those are days that are... Um, set aside to commemorate big things. Uh, okay, so just go into the Feast of the Tabernacles or booths. The, um, these, all of the different uh, festivals in Judaism, those are all high Feast holy days. Trumpets. Those are things, the Festival of Trumpets. The, mm-hmm. uh, these are all things to remind us of specific events important to the story that is being told of God as he interacts with the world. So let's transition from exactly. that. Well, instead of going okay. back to my children's... Um, uh, my memory, because I, as I said, I was probably abused as a child. I don't have nearly as good a memory as you do about things. Most of my memories are thankful that you didn't make me get up every year to go and do your high holy day pre sunrise service. I tried so many times, <laughs> but um, but I would most a lot of times I was just my, my memories are preaching and doing services and loving to celebrate Easter with you and with my family. So most of my traditions came from my family as a child. Just to the, I do remember coloring eggs with my family and going to church in brand new clothes every year. Easter was an excuse for new clothes, yeah, and, new clothes. and so. But that, by the way, just on a side note, that's a tradition. New clothes yeah. for Easter were there to remind us of new, new life in Jesus. Life. Everything that was done was to remind. So even the dressing up part wasn't just because you wanted to dress up and get something new. Right. It reflected back on the, something that's important and why this is an important day. Christmas, similarly, yeah. we will always get something new. Christmas outfits, not ugly Christmas sweaters, but Christmas outfits. <laughs> so anyway, the this holiday is one of the most important holidays in Judaism and Christianity. Yeah. Um, and Christianity simply to well, give probably it, the most yeah it's important. I yeah I, th- I agree the birth of Jesus is is a big deal but it just means God showed up it's the work that he came to do that's more important and I think what's 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 wonderful in this is when we take a look at um, <clears throat> excuse me at at Easter Easter is for the Christian Easter is the fulfillment of the Passover exactly and so when we look at what the Passover is, 
and what Easter is, we need to understand that Jesus is the fulfillment of that. And if we look at uh, Matthew twelve forty, Jesus said himself, for as Jonah was in the belly of a huge fish three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. Jesus was was talking about what Easter was, and Easter simply is the as you put more better, more better stated. That's my good. That is a poor statement of of better stated <laughs> as Resurrection Sunday, as Resurrection Day. Um, Jesus is saying, here's what's going to happen, um, and and this is what what is going to happen. So, um, da, 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 uh, that's where I'm at. But. Passover, I mean, excuse me, but Passover originates from the Jewish people who were enslaved in Egypt. After being saved by Egypt, they were enslaved by Egypt. God used Egypt right. both to save them and to make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and where he brought them out of Egypt and brought them safely across the Red Sea, annihilated their enemies. Um, and that last day that they were in Egypt, the angel of death passed over Egypt and took the firstborn of every single child that did not paint their doorposts with the blood of the lamb. Um, those, All of those words that I just stated are so loaded in the mind of a yeah, Christian absolutely. and not so much in the mind of, of, a, of a Jew who doesn't, doesn't believe in the Messiah. Except um, that they have the exact same traditional um, remembrances of their escape from Egypt. So the sad part of it is they don't translate it to what Jesus would be and is, has been, and and will be for them. They don't see it as that, but we should walk through some of that. Do you have a... We're good right now. For um, We can uh, walk through some of... Uh, yeah, what, what some of the start? traditions like that. Well, first of all, that God, it was really important. We were talking uh, yesterday, even you and I, about um, looking at pictures and thinking of the kids' memories, you know, even in our own home. I was thinking, I don't remember very many of my years growing up either, but looking back at our kids on, on pictures and stuff, I'm like, I don't remember that. How It's so great that we have these pictures because we can draw back those memories, you know, of of what were great times, but also what were just meaningful times that you might not remember this or that. Elijah was talking about he remembers one particular house because it's where he broke his arm or, you know, he remembers right. this or that kind of interaction with his siblings because of the situation, but he doesn't really recall a lot of his um, childhood. Um, it was important. God told the Israelites to not forget. He, he absolutely insisted that they didn't forget. So that's what I was talking about earlier when he set up the feasts. They right. were specific remembrances. Well, and they're week-long. or Yeah, celebrations that yeah. were intense for them right yeah. i mean literally that one they were supposed to move out of their house temporarily right and live kind of camping kind of idea in a tent for like a week that was the feast of tabernacles right and i don't remember yeah that's the feast of tabernacles which one that uh it celebrated something about their their traveling through the wilderness right that one was the yeah well um, the, the, that is the okay, before so the, they got into the, the the feast of the tabernacles oh my goodness it was after the yeah it's later Passover. yeah all the feasts anyway, came after all of, them, that. all of them came through the time of moses yeah and, so the very first one that they were told to celebrate was the passover right yes it was the um remembrance of their freedom from the egyptians right um so many things wrapped up in that because it was slavery they were literally slaves and god heard their cry the bible says and he 
um, had remembered the promises to them, hadn't spoken directly to them for 400 years and then called Moses out and set him apart, even though he was also already set apart as a, a boy who was rescued from when all the baby boys were thrown into the Nile River because Pharaoh was um, threatened by them. And then Moses was put in a special basket, rescued by Pharaoh's daughter, brought out to be brought up by her. And then she sent for his own mother to nurse him. It's the coolest story. But it is also, and it's one of my kids' favorite. They love to watch The Prince of Egypt, the animated one from 2000. No, it wasn't even 2000s. It was 1990-something, yeah, right? Yeah. It's their favorite still. And it's actually, they're really excited because it's going to come on Broadway. They're going to do The Prince of Egypt um uh, if, Broadway if Broadway show. opens back up, they were trying to open into a Broadway show. Well, like I said, most of the oh. feasts, real quickly, just for your rev, uh, reference point, since we brought it, most of the feasts are rooted in the time of Israel being brought out of Egypt. The Feast of Booths, Tabernacles, as Israel grew more and more wealthy, um, that, that was set up. Um, they would move out of their homes into booths, tab, or booths or um, tabernacles in order to remind themselves of the time that they were wandering in the yeah, desert. Yeah, that they, that's what so they, they don't, they don't, it's, so that's, you know, that whereas what's important about Passover, it's God bringing them out of Egypt right. and God doing the work. Rescuing, yeah. Um, what's like the Feast of Tabernacles God their is savior. God being there and, sa- and, and sustaining them. And oh, I think it's yeah. important to understand sustaining them even in their sinful state, because right. he preserved his people, but the reason they wandered was because they were disobedient to him. He told them to go into the land, and they didn't, so they got to spend 40 years letting Wandering. a generation die off, but yeah. he preserved them. So that's there to remind the Israelites that, and well, remind all of mm-hmm. us, really, that you tr- not trusting God has consequences. Absolutely. And, um, and so I think that's important. I just wanted to bring that in because I, I think it's relevant, because when you bring it forward to Easter and where Easter is today... Um, the uh, the Last Supper is is oftentimes referenced. It's again, this is tied to the Passover, right? And I, um, if you really, really want good, deep exegesis on um, on tying in Judaism and Easter, there's a lot of good um, messianic podcasts and mm-hmm. things out there. You've yeah. got people people who grew up Jewish doing this. We grew up. Yeah, I grew up. We grew so up. Beautiful. We grew up Baptist, so. We didn't. I didn't even fully understand the Lord's Supper, you know, as right. a young man yeah. growing up. I just knew Jesus died. He paid the price for our sins. The blood was representing the wine and the bread. Mm-hmm. The full. We knew it. it was an obedience that we were supposed to do because Jesus set it forth as a what we called it an ordinance of the church, kind of a a specific thing. But again, as a remembrance. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the sad thing is, yeah, we didn't really have a school time to learn why or where they came from. The more you study the whole Bible, the more you see how the Old Testament traditions, the things that God told them, the things that God rescued them from are in these new, what would call what we would call new from the New Testament traditions of the church. They're all from that. So it's it's fascinating. It's It's really great um to learn and yes so like our kids now remember things like a passover meal because we would bring in at one point i remember um at one of the churches we were at about whatever 20 years ago we brought in a messianic jew to explain the seder meal and the passover to us from a jewish perspective who now believes in messiah so it was so cool it just gave me such um it just gives you such understanding and really just sends chills down you that they don't see those things, such as I remember so well the 
um, the matzah and how it was stacked up. And the tradition always was that you had they had three matzah pieces stacked up, um, covered by a napkin or whatever. And the father of the home always took the middle one and broke it and then uh, passed it around. But in Jewish tradition, that, that wouldn't be explained. That was the true original tradition. So when Jesus came and he took that middle one and broke it and said, this is my body and it's broken for you. It was the middle one. It was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it was representing who he was. So he pulled it out. He yep. broke it and said, this is my body that's broken for you. And that was the day before he was to head to the cross. Right. So all of these started to make sense. And then the the wine, the the cups that represented different um, things where we read, we read through it when we get into our um, Messianic Passover traditions. One represents the cup of wrath, the cup of um, uh, I don't remember all of them. It's okay. They're right here somewhere. But but it was those were also wedding statements. That was Jesus pro- proposing, in a sense, to these disciples to be his, to be his church, to be his his bride who would who he would take into the new. Um, uh, existence with him, eternity with him. You know, it's just it's just such beautiful things that were already in their traditions. That when Jesus came and gave it all meaning, then it was all in him. Like the Bible says, right. he didn't come to set the law aside. He came to fulfill the law, the things that they had already been doing, the traditions of their uh, uh, that they had already been assigned by God. So it's so sad to me still that so many Jews don't see. Jesus and those traditions, but we've also seen so many Jews kind of walk away from those deeper meaning traditions. A lot of them still do them, um, even based on what we can read. Uh, you know, some of the ones are really, and in fact, we you see that well, all the time. See, in Judaism, you're going to be just like Christians in the sense that you're going to find cultural folks who still practice. It's just like Christmas that means nothing more than Santa Claus and trips to the trips online to shop these days i was gonna say to the mall but we don't do that anymore because covid right but um but trips to the but trips online to shop you know it's about giving gifts and good feelings and being good once a year you know for the jewish um cultural culture passover is a time for family and celebration it has the same connotations as as that would have well, if, for um yeah, others if they would see it yeah but to a devout jew there's so much more meaning there than I think even we've seen, even with just having good Messianic Jews come and explain it to us. We can't, we didn't grow up in that tradition. You know, we have right. the, the one of the beautiful things and one of the negative things about the Protestant Reformation was the whole point was to get rid of anything that distracted us from the center goal, which was Jesus. The problem is we wiped out so much stuff. Um, in the distraction process that um, in the try to remove that distraction that we lost some things that had merit to them. Um, you know, iconography and stuff in the Catholic Church was there for a lot of people couldn't read. And so the images and art helped to tell the story and to pass on the oral tradition. But when Protestantism came along and wiped all that out, we lost a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Granted, the the motivation was pure. We want to keep people from worshiping idols and making idols out of you know stained glass windows and that kind of thing. But still, there's so something lost in the Reformation. In the Reformation, yeah, 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 in some of, and not all of it, but in some places because a lot of it still survived. I'm just saying that that's what the downside was. The generations of people who got really hardcore purist about that kind of thing lost it. Um, in that, and, and when I say purist, I mean pure in the sense of they wanted to get far, far away and they just separate. Today, we still have that in the likes of um, like Amish people. While it's a beautiful thing to see, um, they, you know, they're not, they've, they've, they've pulled themselves so far from society, they really no longer can interact with it. 
Um, but still, that's the decision that they made. And as a good American Christian, that's, they're free to do so and uh, and to, to live that way. So you're, are you are you referring to then sort of like our Baptist tradition where we've really kind of lost some of those deeper meanings because we tried to pull away so far from the I'm saying that people like you and me weren't raised with a deep, rich understanding of um, and I'm not sure that Catholics would either, with a, but but still with a rich Some understanding of, of, of Jewish of traditions and what they meant. Yeah. Let's just be real. The reason that the New Testament letters exist is because Paul was trying to wrap some knowledge around pagan people that were coming to Jesus. So the, the beautiful thing about the gospel yeah. is you don't have to know anything about Judaism to become a Christian. You just need to know Jesus right. is, That's he really came to true. the world, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. That's the invitation. Yeah. And so, That's okay, Jesus, where do you want to go? Follow Jesus. But then Paul was realizing as they went, they were bringing their pagan practices with them. And the Christian church realized that. And so they began a process of trying to say, here's what here's what God ta- taught the, um, the Jewish people. And the, and the battle there, and this is a little bit technical, but the battle there then was, yes, the Lord taught Jewish people these things, but these things really take away from the message of Christ. So let's let's not, like, for example, if you have to be circumcised to be a, a Christian. No, you don't have to be circumcised to be a Christian. That's a Jewish thing. And Paul wrote an entire section on that saying, action doesn't make you a Christian. Jesus makes you a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so that's where Judaism and Christianity diverge. Tradition doesn't make you a follower. Um, doesn't make you a Christian. Only an right. act of God through the Holy Spirit um, and following Jesus can do that. Okay, so all that to say, that actually comes back to what Easter is. We're going to stay on this. Um, what Easter is, is um, is that we believe that Jesus, because Jesus said he would, and then he did. I, I gave you the quote a minute ago from um, Matthew where Jonah said, and, and Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days, so the Son of Man was. Right. Jesus taught that and let's just be real guys any good religion offers one important thing death's no thing i can beat death and jesus not only offers us eternal life he he beats death and in the story three days later the tomb was empty the stone was rolled away and jesus was not there and then later in the evening he appears to his disciples and he begins to say guys why are you freaked out why are you panicking i told you i'd be back three days later here I am. And the thing is, is at the, at the supper, the Lord's supper, we call it now was the Passover meal. Okay. So the Passover meal, what Jesus does, as you already referenced, is he is redefining throughout. He, he, he's over, he's the rabbi, he's a teacher. Mm -hmm. And in Jewish tradition, the rabbi in, in, in this kind of environment, the rabbi would conduct the meal in a home. The father would conduct the meal. But when you're with a, with a student body, which he was a rabbi with disciples, he was the one to conduct the meal. So he's conducting the meal. And as he's conducting it, he's redefining it all the way. Um, the empty seat, the seat of Elijah, he references Mm -hmm. That, Let you me know, read those this, kinds of um, Deuteronomy 6, where it's kind of a reference to that. When your son asks you in time to come, because this is speaking of what the Haggadah actually is, the the, the tradition these the days word. of how they the bring tradition that. tradition of the word. Yeah. Um, the father would say, uh, well, anyway, when your son asks you in time to come, what is the meaning of these testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders, great and grievous against Egypt and against Pharaoh and his his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from there that he might bring us in and give us the land he swore to give our fathers. 
And the Lord commanded us to do these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as we are this day. And it will be righteousness for us if we, care, if we are careful to do all his commandment, all this commandment before the Lord our God as he commanded us. So it, it became a tradition in there and, and a required tradition in the sense for God to remind them what he had freed them from. So then when Jesus came, I just wanted to bring that into that because that's that's still what they celebrate even today. The Passover is a, a big Jewish traditional f- festival. They still celebrate that freedom from Egypt. We know our Egypt, our Egypt is our slavery to sin. So now when Jesus came, he declared once again, he said, like you said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. No one comes to eternal life. No one can accept the bread that's from heaven, the living water, everything about him, except that they see him as the sacrifice that would um, free them from their slavery to sin. Well, and I think it's important to realize that what comes to my mind in this is, okay, so just as Easter is a festival that's celebrated um, in order to remind us of what's important. Uh, the Passover is celebrated to remind us of what's important. So also it's important to understand that Israel, in God's worldview, um, which is the worldview that's correct, yeah, um, is, <laughs> is, is, is well, God's worldview, he created Israel. He made a nation to himself to show a variance, a difference in the way he wanted his people to be versus the what the culture had created. Like we talked about yeah. earlier, gods were created in the minds of man because they could recognize a higher being, but they would create him around seasons because that's what they could observe. Yeah. What God did when, appear, when he appeared to Abraham, um, and then uh, later when he comes and rescues it, he created a nation unto himself. I will, You will be my people, I will be your God. But that's when right. he talked to Abraham, he said so that Abraham would ultimately be a blessing to all nations. So from the intentionality there from the get-go is that God wants to bless all nations. nations. He never right. he never wanted to just redeem Israel. He wanted to redeem his people, which is everybody. Right. Now, what I'm saying is Israel then is a picture of society as uh, under God. Mm-hmm. It's not a perfect picture of society under God. It's a miserable picture under God. As a matter of Good. fact, it breaks the rules worse than anything because it knows. And Paul talks about the struggle with the law. Once you know it, then sin becomes real to you. Mm-hmm. And so they knew the law, so they're struggling to try and, and do that. But Jesus... Um, is is the fulfillment of that. Um, so was you just referenced is the reason I want to say it. So while that's an image, so that's true, that, that image of Israel being rescued out of Egypt, the image of that for the Christian is, is the pagan or all of us being rescued out of bondage. Egypt was slavery, bondage, being rescued out of bondage, slavery, sin. So it's just, these are, those moments in the Old Testament are images that reflect from the New Testament, reflects back on yeah. and says, this is the story of of how God rescued all of mankind. But also how God intended all of these, uh, because he said Jesus was crucified from the foundation of the world. So all of these are pictures of how Jesus would come and rescue mankind, right? So right. he looked forward to, and in fact, the Bible says Abraham looked forward to the, the salvation which was Jesus we know, because we, we it culminates like you had mentioned earlier or glimpsed um, in the the when the angel of death came to 
to take the firstborn, and all of Israel was spared if they sacrificed the lamb and painted the blood above the doorposts. Because they were obedient, because they trusted in God's salvation, they did what he told them to do. It wasn't anything they had physically done. It was what he was. they were obedient to, which was accepting and using, in the sense, the blood of the lamb to cover and to, and to be their protection so that the angel of death would not... Um, touch them. And that in it in its same reference point is what Jesus came to do for us, to cover us with his blood. Right? So yeah. so they and that tradition look forward to Jesus' resurrection. And then Jesus, when he came, looked backward toward that Passover and said that this is me. I this is who I am. So to the question of the day, what's important about Easter? Everything is the biggest answer because it's everything. But what's um well, first of all, I would change the name to Resurrection Day. I would not ever call it Easter again, so stop using that word. And Easter uh, <laughs> Action Day, not Easter uh, Action nope, nope, Day. Nope, but nope, yeah, nope. No, that was terrible like punish, but it was really there. Yeah. I want to tell read me some other things that are important that you do real quick, and we'll go from there. Because, like you referenced, the problem with Easter these days is if we look too much to um, to the culture or to the na- to nature, yeah. to things that, and since we've been here, um, Olympia is pretty. Uh, pagan in that way they have a real sense of the natural and they want to worship it we've observed what's the name of that parade that we observed the first few years we were here that's it's literally just on display the creatures and if we could point those creatures to you know to god that'd be one thing but instead they seem to be celebrating the creatures do you not know what i'm talking about the parade oh yeah um sorry i was trying to think of the name of it but i was trying um sorry I had the wrong the, season. They call in it mind. the procession of procession the of the species, species, which is canceled this year. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, it. it was procession. Last, yeah, or this yeah. Year. they had to cancel it because of COVID for the last two years. But that, they, yeah, procession of the species. Well, I'm a which little bit thankful for that celebration of Darwinism. It's a little bit creepy. Yeah, I want to read from Romans one though. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For we, for what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. His invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, in the things that he that have been made. So they're without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. And I believe that's kind of a... A summation of uh, the idea of sin is to look to something else to satisfy what God is wanting to be for you, and instead of yeah, looking at Him, in that regard, you're looking at sure. anything else, including yourself or whatever, to to um, to save you, okay. to be Let your me, rescue. I'm not going to push back on that because I think you're right. I, I'm 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 I want to build well, on that a little bit. The sin itself, but I'm just saying. No, no. What is sin? It's, well, <laughs> it's not turning back to Him. Is that what? Not turning back to him because we are in a state of yeah. separation from well, him. Well, and to me, what, what, I'm, what, what, what popped into my head, which caused me to kind of react, is the idea that you define it is in itself where it roots. I don't define who God is. I don't define who Jesus is. A lot of people think that um, Christians are just the, the Jesus is just the, the religion we chose. We didn't cho- chose that. We didn't choose that. We came to believe revelation. 
And I really think that's important because gods and things and myth mythology and things, there's origin that can be traced back to mankind's creation of those ideas or um, belief systems were rooted in coming from, like I said, we see nature or the animals or the creatures, those things, and we create these monster religions out of them or not monsters but animal religions and things that bulls and all the things that have been sacrificed to over the course of the, of lifetime of humanity um but god appeared to abraham and said you know god walked with adam and eve in the garden god appeared to moses god appeared you know the, all of these moments the story of the he old said, testament I is a story am. of god showing up and def and what's here's what's cool what's beautiful about it if you read the old testament as it's intended to be read you can't you have to remember that when Joseph, when abraham is talking to god you can only take the information to the beginning of the book because that's all he has is the is the information and really he doesn't even have that because that information is oral tradition at that point and so he's got the the stories that have been passed down about god but then when he encounters god now he's got more information but as he walks through his life, the more he encounters God, the more his information grows because it's a relational construct. It's not a, the religion's growing and I'm going to make estimations and ideas about these things. Here's what makes sense. Mm -hmm. The law, all of the, the law wasn't something that Moses went up on a mountain and sat down with his journal and wrote out for three or four days. No, he came down with some baseline commands that then God that continued God to elaborate to him on. God laid it all out for him. And what we find in the Torah, though, is then... The Bible says that God literally etched those out with his finger. Right? He did, right. Well, and what's and then God gave more information on some of that. But um but what I think what's interesting is uh, we need to understand that Moses got more information than that. He right, came down and right. gave, but then the then as the Jewish people over time began to add to define commentary, um, <laughs> oral tradition, that's when Jesus showed up and said, "Guys, I gave you this." And you've turned it into a nightmare. Yeah. You've made it so that you can't even, you know, it's, it's you can't even do go anywhere, do anything. <laughs> well, again, all he wanted them to do was look back on what he had done for them. He just wanted to dwell. He wanted them to dwell on who he was. He said, I am that I am. That's in this same story. He Moses said, who am I supposed to tell them that you are? Besides, Moses knew him as the God of his forefathers, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But when he said, but who am I supposed to tell them? Because up to this point now, they have all these other gods, like we were just referencing, based on natural uh, things or whatever it was that Egypt had you know, decided were gods. So he needed a name. Moses wanted something to take to them. And God said of himself... Yeah, which was not even speakable, right? Yeah. I am who I am. So when Moses told the people that he is, I think the reason I wanted to read that Romans passage is he is all of these things that people reject because they have to come over here to create something else. Because for whatever reason, like like you said, Jesus came to say, we've decided it's all, there's all other things we can go to. But it's because we've got all the excuses in the book, and yet the Bible says we have no excuse because it's obvious. His right. attributes are all around us. And the Israelites were the ones that God used, like you said, to bring a lot more understanding of who he was into our our, our understanding of now, mm -hmm. right? Well, uh, yeah, everything exists before to help paint a picture for a better understanding today. And um, the canon, uh, which is a collection of the writings of Christians over the period of, of Christians, and the, uh, the Old Testament canon was closed, the New Testament canon is closed. We're not writing new scripture. 
because of Jesus, everything that there is to know about God has been revealed. The New Testament is commentary on Jesus. Yeah. It's not the new. The Old Testament. It's, yeah. And, and, well, the Old and Testament the is commentary. Testament. And the New Testament commentates on how the Old Testament commentates right. on Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So there's right. the, the, the wisdom. And it's important to understand that because in John 14, when Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit, he doesn't say the Holy Spirit comes to give you new information. He says the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything that you have been taught. Right. And exactly. so I think we, we want to live in this new revelation. When God's like, oh, how, you know. There comes to a point, you and I have been married for 33 years. We rarely learn anything new about each other. We know each other pretty good. I mean, unless we're in an argument, then we both kind of feel like we don't know each other. And that's just, you know, you know nothing about me. You know, that's, you know. That's not true. I don't say that at all. <laughs> you don't I'm, understand what I'm saying. We say that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Or sometimes we just say, so, ah! But the point of the matter is, <laughs> the point of the matter is, um, we are, we've known one another well enough to know, I, I know when you're upset. Not mad. I can tell when you're just having a day because I can see it in your face. I know who you are. Sometimes. <laughs> We've only known each other 33 years. We've got 3,000 yeah. of years of information year, on God. Yeah, okay. so go. just, my point is, let's not get hung up on my point. But um, my, my point is that you and I know each other well enough now to where the idea of training someone new for you would probably be very frustrating. You know, that's what <laughs> someone of my old friends said. I've never divorced that man. I can't train anybody else at this point in the time. Um, but the idea of us getting anything new from one another. I mean, it happens, but not, we know each other. I'm going on about it and I'm, I'm, I'm getting stuck in the illustration, but I don't want to do that. The Bible has given us everything we need to know about God. The Holy Spirit exists in us, so we remind and know how to walk out that life. But it's really important to understand that Jesus rose from the dead. I don't agree with you. The Bible hasn't given us everything we need to know about God. <laughs> he reveals himself to us every day. All, he, it's given us all that we the writing we need is that what you mean that's what you mean. i'm saying that okay because <laughs> we don't understand this is half of what it says it's all we need the information exists yeah. and has been given it's to us we're not writing any new canon exactly I okay our ability to come into knowledge is an entirely is about, different yeah thing. that's what i was meaning okay we need to study the to holy know spirit him, doesn't exist to impart is, new information Clarity and understanding, reminding you of everything I've taught you. Those right. are the things that have been given to us. At some point, God has, 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 you know, John says, if I told you everything that there is that God's doing in the world, I couldn't fill the books of, of, of all the world with it. Sure. I'm not saying that there's not even stuff we, we yeah. can't know about God. I think our human brains are going to be, God's given us enough that our human brains can handle at this point in time. But Jesus, I think, is it's important to understand that Jesus, God's far more concerned about restoring his relationship with us and overcoming death to do that because death is this the curse of sin. And Jesus broke the curse of sin. By following Jesus, that curse is broken in our lives. Yeah. And so now we can return to that restorative relationship. And Jesus, in, in Acts 1, um, the, the disciples say, so what's next? They want more information, right? And, and he goes, it's not for you, Acts 1, 7. It's not for you to know the times or periods the Father has set by his own authority. So even Jesus, after the resurrection, is telling the disciples, that's not what's important, okay? What's happening next? Will the kingdom of Israel come back at this time? Jesus says, not, that's not what this is about. He says, but your job is you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and then be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Okay. So our importance is to go out and okay. tell people you are, that Jesus is risen, he is alive. He walks on the earth, and he walks on the earth. We walk on the earth um, with the Holy Spirit empowering us to tell you and to rescue you from 
impending doom. I, I, that's better than death. Impending <laughs> doom. You know what came to my mind? We were talking about traditions. And like I said, you and I were walk, watching, looking pictures last night of remembrances. Isn't it interesting that God gave us so many remembrances? You just mentioned that the Holy Spirit will bring back to mind or help us understand. The Bible says to bring to remind us of the things that Jesus did. So he's going to clarify because we don't know everything. We weren't on the earth with Jesus. But as we read about it in the um, Bible, as we understand more and more, the Holy Spirit makes clear and brings it back to mind. And then you just said we walk and we are witnesses. So we are walking pictures, walking remembrances. Right. That is so of good. God's work. That is so right? good. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. right on. Of, of, so we're pictures, we're images. Peter calls literally. us standing stones. Yeah. Again, markers, traditions, religion. There, there's People remember images. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Exactly. No, well, I was just thinking of truly walking pictures of witnessing. Um, a witness looks at a picture uh, or paints a picture or they have a... Oh my goodness! And that that uh, court thing this week that I don't even want to reference, but they have these videos. You know, those are just the remembrances of what happened or their interpretations. We are walking witnesses of what Jesus has done in us, as well as Him living through us. And then there's also when when God told the the Israelites to remember, to walk through, to remember. There's many psalms here that walk through that whole Egyptian. Um, freedom and slavery. So the whole Bible, again, is a witness, is a picture of what God has done. So it's interesting to me that you look back on family photos, because we were talking even with Catherine today, and why is it that our our life on this earth is so small and, you know, minuscule? So these tiny little, like our, our memories of our children, they're so small and they're gone. Yeah, they're just vapors, the Bible says. So they're gone, and again, dwell on them, and I want to dwell on them. I think this is God even telling me in this moment, it's okay, remember, remember, dwell in those things, but but more than even in our past on this earth, dwell in Him, remember Him, Be br- always bring that to mind, because our we're feeble humans, we don't remember well, you know, we don't yep. bring to mind well. Um. I didn't mean to cut you off, so if you, you had something that you could add to that. that no. But as we are the walking images and as the Holy Spirit brings back that to mind and as we were told these traditions like these holidays that we've been given to remember, mm-hmm. it's exciting kind of. And I guess maybe that's why those traditions are so heavy in my mind because it brings that to life that I wasn't on the earth to experience. Mm-hmm. I didn't wake up with the disciples or Mary and you know go to the tomb and see what was going on or whatever. I, I don't remember that. I didn't live that. But I can now kind of remember in the sense of bringing back the joy and excitement that there's an empty tomb. So I can even 2,000, right. whatever, you know, more than 2,000 years later, Feel that and remember that. Well, I think it's important. Jesus told the disciples that he had to go to prepare a place for them, so that his that but he would not leave us, his disciples, as us, not just those guys in history, right? (laughs) Unattended, he would send another counselor. We need to understand the intention in the beginning. God created and walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. His goal was always fellowship with his children, and sin broke that fellowship. The choice of the children to rebel yeah. against the father That's broke right. that fellowship. Israel, creation of 
the um, the creation of Israel was God's cutting out a people, uh, a group of people to to abide by an ideal, and he and because he his children didn't understand, he gave them rules and laws because that's what happens when they're young, they're children. So this young nation yeah. was Guidance, given rules boundaries. and laws. These yeah. are images of that are, that are familiar, that are easy e- and important. God didn't make it hard for us. It's easy for us to understand what it's like to rear up a kid. There are pains <laughs> in the ne- neck, but we love them anyway. Those are God internalized yeah. things that he put in his creation because we are reflections of him yeah. and we're broken reflections we have our own stubborn will mm-hmm. which i think is good because in some regard that means god's got a stubborn will towards us he wants to hold <laughs> yeah. us in his hand and right. we're it's hard for us to squeeze loose but he's also a just god and that's why the world when it got broke he had to keep his word mm-hmm. now that's a longer conversation another time another podcast mm-hmm. but i think you know, it's real as what you're saying, those pictures, those traditions, those memories matter. And we don't need to trivialize them to a couple of hot dogs and a steak on the grill. Like <laughs> as we talk about, well, that's 4th of July stuff. Yeah, we Christians are so good. We have ham. Yeah. On a, um, <laughs> well, because, you know. It's like thumbs up to the Jewish cultures. <laughs> hey, you guys, because you're, we're going to have some pake, bacon oh, and ham. Uh, anyway, because we're free in Jesus. Sort of um, yeah. yeah. but uh, And we are free. But um, the... Uh, that's the whole point. The uh, side re- derailed. Um, we walk in family. Oh. We are yeah. a part of the family. Love the Lord your God with everything you are, and love your neighbor is really love your family. The people of God are your family. The people I of God are your family. That's why I like and to do the Passover, though, because I feel kindred, a kindred family kind of with the Jewish um, people who who God came first to explain himself through. And so it makes you feel a little bit like you've got that that sense of camaraderie with them if you yeah. if you sort of walk through some of their traditions and try to get your mind around what it is that they could experience and know that we never had. You know, that Jesus came, because when he came, he came to them. He came to um, work with them first and then to send them out to let us, you know, be a part of it. But... It's it's really neat when you can kind of share and bring all that together, in the sense that uh, all of us are under the kingdom heading or whatever. Yep, absolutely. And invited in. I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it. Okay. Be done for today. This is we, we could talk about this forever. I know Tanya's got stuff underlined in a book, and and oh, I, I, I don't just, know if you got all of that stuff. I mean, literally, okay. let's just be real, guys. We could talk about the most important thing in the world forever, and that's Jesus. And um, and if you haven't noticed, the theme, I think, is a running trend in our podcast that he comes up now and again. Um, but that's why we're excited to talk to you about Easter today, because what's mm-hmm. important about Easter? Yep. That's the original question. And the important thing about Easter is he is not dead. He rose from the grave. That's He's right. seated at the right hand of the Father. He's coming again. And importantly, <laughs> he did right. not leave us alone in the interim. If you Just feel... Like yeah, rescued the... Uh, Israelites from slavery in Egypt. He will also rescue us from this planet of. Uh, we of have been rescued, and we are being rescued, and we, and we will rescued. be rescued. That's exactly. He right. did not leave. If you're out there and you feel alone today, I want you to know you don't have to be alone. Um, Absolutely. That's what we celebrate: is Jesus has saved us, and there is no such thing as alone. If you're in Jesus, you may have a day or two where you're feeling lonely, but that's why you go to Him, and He reminds you. I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful Easter weekend. And he is risen. Yep.
That's right. <laughs> I keep on